Hello and welcome to In the Back Pocket, Georgie Parker here and I'm joined by, well, a lover not a fighter That's in right. Nathan Brown, but a fighter not a lover in oh. Brendan Goddard. You've just been called to get into the ring. Do you I know have. who you're fighting yet? Uh, no, I don't, so still pending. Still Are you pending? nervous? Uh, no, I'm excited actually. It yeah. takes courage to get in the ring. I know they're only 20 ounce gloves. And that's go, why, go, is that go, why you're not going 18 in? Ounce, 18 no? ounce. Are they 18? 18. You, you do wear headgear, which I've been informed that every amateur fight. So you yeah. still don't know who you're fighting? No. And you said no to that. a pretty good pay packet. I asked he for didn't double. say no, he asked for more. I asked for double and, and they weren't forthcoming. Now, they said, you're not, you're not, you're not that good mate. My question to you is, yeah. if you'd known that the cryptocurrency would go, would have you said yes? Look, I'm open to negotiations, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, if if you put me up against Kane Corns, I am happy to go Kane. <laughs> I think most people would. Most people would like to see Kane in the ring, yeah? Kane's a very fit man, though. You'd be, I don't confident, know if you'd you'd be confident against Kane? I've got everything to lose against Kane, let's be honest. If I go in, I get, I'm beaten by Kane Corns. But I, I, I think he's... His technique is okay. I, I wouldn't fight his brother. He, Chad, he's a big he's a boy. Monster. Yeah. Now, BJ, last week you had the bet with mates Kitty, and well, the entire season, I don't think, oh, well, I haven't lost one. You I haven't, haven't lost, one. lost one. BJ, you're now none from three with the bet with mates Kitty. No, I'm one. I'm one or two from. You've lost three. I think I've you've lost three. Not been good. However, <laughs> we both said last week we would have gone with St Kilda for that one. That is fine. I had your blessing. You did, both though, manage to get. An $11.31 multi. So yep. <laughs> the good this bit about this when you look at it, wasn't is... You'd be able to put that on the bet with Mates Kitty. Yeah, imagine doing that. But <laughs> my favourite bet about this is that you're still in the red with your $100. Have we got, have we got, that, have we got that overlay? Yeah, I'm still in the red. And you go full of shower. Oh, great, you're in the green. Okay. No, I'm still, still, I'm still in, in the, the red. In the it's green. not through a lack of trying because, as you know, I like my uh, multis uh, and... Uh, a big multi. When you finally got you. one up, happy with you. But Brownie, last week you were very much on the Saligo Saligo train. Saligo train. train. I still am. You still, still am. Uh, how many times over and under a line? You said Saligo last week in this show and in integrations. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Should we have a listen? Nine or ten? Should we have a listen? <laughs> Another forward to keep an eye on. I'll get to him All in right. a moment. Now. Speak about a forward. You've never heard of this guy, Jake Saligo. I'm going to tell you about someone else. Jake Saligo. Follow this guy. Let's talk about some players. And you've probably never heard of Jake Saligo. Jake Saligo. Saligo, Matthew. Jake Saligo. Jake Saligo. Jake Saligo for Jake Saligo. Jake Saligo. But he's kicked the goal in his last three games. That's a lot of Saligo. That's a lot of Um, What I would like to look at now is a heat map on Saligo. Didn't have a disposal in the forward Def- 50. Defensive half. <laughs> he had 20 research? disposals. Had his 20 disposals. So I thought <laughs> he, he was going to play pocket, closer mate. to goal. But unfortunately... He couldn't have been any further, mate. He played at a back pocket, an old traditional back pocket. I'm imagining Matty Nix watches this show and he thought, <laughs> I'm going to teach Brownie a lesson here. I'm going to put him all the way down the back end. But he's going to be a good player. I'm on the right train with Saligo. 20 disposals. At least one of them could have been I, a goal, but it wasn't. I know you're on the disposal mark and not that yeah. any time yeah. goal scorer. You've still got to get the ball to be able to kick the goal. Goals, Brendan. Very rational. Um, that's good. Well, this week's basically an eight-point round. A lot of very close uh, battles is it, is here. It, uh, you it still is. Get four. Pardon? You still only you get still four, only get four but the people behind you don't get any, so you get to go ahead of them. So we're going to have a look at the Premiership market because the market will change a lot next week when you see these teams being able to get separation from the teams behind. Them. Yeah, we feel like so. 
Melbourne, if they beat Brisbane, you'd have to think they're getting somewhere closer to $3. So if you like the Demons, they're a good price now. Fremantle are the one, and Geelong. So if Geelong beat Richmond, Geelong have got another five games down at the Cattery. So I, I firmly believe Geelong finish one or two. But I, th I still think Richmond can beat them this week. So there will be some change. All the change is going to come on the back of that all the top eight sides face each other this week. I don't think anybody past Richmond can win the flag. I don't think Sydney can win it. Um, I, out of those bottom half, maybe Carlton, but I think it comes from those top five. Yeah, I agree with you. But about you, BJ? Oh, I tend to agree. So top, the, the top four then. Richmond's the one that stands out with value at $10. But I just don't see it coming from outside of the top four. If, if it does happen, it's a bit of an anomaly. As we know, in the past, the chances of that happening, I think Bulldogs, yeah. uh, Richmond even were the last ones to do it. But the, the uh, percentages are pretty slim. That's it. Well, we like to kick off the top of the show with you guys getting the piss taken out of you, but also the value hunters. So, BJ, why don't you go with it so you can get some green ticks for once? The, go, the value hunters. Yeah, take us through it. Take, take us through, through. Well, some the 20-plus Well, there's a lot around this week, apparently. So, as we see here, David Swallow is $1.54. You said when it gets below $1.50, you roll them into a multi. So, you can still take David Swallow out of there. But David Mundy, even, $1.58. Uh, Adam Saad, uh, a backman, takes yeah. a kick in. Just name Brownie them all, talks about. Just name but, them all. Uh, Luke Ryan, Luke <laughs> McDonald, but Brody Smith, Nick Newman, there the two highlighted. But dollar seventy two, so good numbers. Brody Smith and Nick Newman both being uh, defenders for twenty plus. Here we see twenty five plus disposals. Where's the value there, Caleb? Daniel, Daniel, dollar seventy four, Brownie for. 25 plus. Caleb's wrong against the Blues in the midfield for me. Dollar fifty is verging on that little threshold you talk about. Even Andrew Gaff, as we now move in, he is value breeded. Now these are more midfielders here. Most of these guys, maybe take the exception of Brad Hill there, but there's a lot. Jack Viney, look at his numbers the last month. A dollar eighty-eight Big for numbers. 25 plus. Bradley Hill down the bottom there. Buy beware on Bradley Hill because it's at the SCG. Half back. I just don't think he's got the space to run and carry the way he wants to. He's not an inside player, Bradley Hill, so I'd be staying away from Bradley Hill, but I would be taking Jay Gresham. What about the two plus goals, Nathan? You can get some green ticks too. Two plus goals, uh, Oliver Henry. Uh, Tyson Stingle had a wonderful season. Jesse Hogan is due. Gresham at the SCG, smaller ground, so Value Hunters, two plus goals. Not as easy to get those ones as what it is, the disposal, so that's why I've made my name in the 25 disposal market. <laughs> Darcy Fogarty there playing against North Melbourne, so him finding a little bit of form, finding his feet in the forward line at Adelaide, but look for him potentially against the worst opposition in the competition at the, yeah, in North yeah, Melbourne. Good, good finish, Beach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Melbourne and Brisbane, one versus two. This one should be an absolute ripper. What's down here in Melbourne, Brisbane, their last, what, seven matches they've lost down here. So this is going to be absolutely huge Ooh. test for them. Take us inside the coach. Last nine sure. at the MCG last they've nine. lost. Yep. Last night. I didn't know that, but that's uh, why we will be tipping Melbourne. But inside the coach's box, so we know the struggles of Melbourne of recent times and everything on field and also off it. Uh, so they've had some struggles. But I want to take you in, and the concerns for mine is their forward line at the minute is one of the areas. So they're actually struggling. No Tom McDonald, so he's a long-term injury. That, that's a concern. So what he does is then he demands a really good defender. So now a lot of the heat's been put onto Ben Brown at the minute. So he's actually really struggling. He's hit the scoreboard a number of times, but his impact around the ground and for the rest of the game is minimal. You can't run around, I don't think, as a key forward and have three or four possessions and kick one or two. You're having no impact. So he's, he's got to have a great impact. And then you throw in Bailey Frisch because I pick it as a small. They're, they're struggling to hit the scoreboard. So that, that's one of their major concerns. Because that because of their flexibility in the, 
well, in the past have had the flexibility. So there's one of the things you can lock in most weeks, that there'll be one or two of those guys that bob up and they're able to kick a winning score. Secondly, there's no Max Gorn. So it's been a long time since they haven't had Max Gorn play, and he's been in dominant form. So then the responsibility falls on Luke Jackson. And I think he'll flourish because he's probably been finding his his way a little bit with Max Gorn being such good form, hasn't had the amount of time as a, as a number one ruckman or enough time as a ruckman, but now it's, it's up to him. So I think he'll flourish under that. Then comes in Stephen May. So I think this is maybe potentially... Froffies and Bays is the most important part because what this does then, it frees up Petty and Lever then to take the second and third string uh, opposition forwards. Because Stephen May this week, you'd say, will get Joe Danaher and does a great job when he's physical with him, doesn't allow so Joe to run and jump. not Lever? No, Lever won't get uh, Joe Danaher. You put the best... Big height difference between those two, though. You put the best defender on the best forward, yeah. and, and Stephen May's done that in the past, so that allows then Lever potentially get the third string forward. At this stage, you look at Hipwood for probably Petty, and then Lever plays on a higher forward, drops off, provides that aerial support. So that's how important he is. And then the reality is they're playing in against the best scoring team in the competition in Brisbane and best offensive team. So there should be a heavy focus for the Demons this week just to focus on team defence and keeping Brisbane under 80 points because I think Brisbane are still vulnerable back the other way. Uh, the biggest strength of the game is clearly their offence and I think teams still can get them. That is bank on each week kicking, more goals. Which, is, which is quite obvious, kicking more <laughs> goals than the opposition. Yeah. But it should be a heavy focus for mine, for, for Melbourne this week. Get back to our real team defence, real stingy team defence and keep Brisbane under 80 points. Froffies is clearly the key and I, I think he adds to their scoring power as well. It might sound strange. People are saying, well, Stephen May coming back in doesn't fix their forward half of the ground. No, it doesn't. But at the moment, more ball is spending in Melbourne's defensive half of the ground because Stephen May's not there. Normally, he's defending and sending it back the other way, so sides aren't scoring, sides aren't having time in their forward half of the ground because basically Stephen May is a, is a, a brick wall. So what he does then, he starts the chain going inside yeah. forward 50 and the ball spends time yeah, in there the half of the ground. can transition so as well. The ins and outs are massive here. I know Max Gorn's out, but I still think Luke Jackson can do the job. Bailey and Zorko. Two players with extreme pace that would trouble Melbourne. Being out of the side, that's massive for Brisbane. And also Gardner, another defender to hold down one of their forwards. So those three going out and May coming in, it just says to me that this is a big game. And I think Melbourne win that on the back of those ins and outs. And Stephen, mate, uh, his, his disposal line is 18 and a half. Now, Brisbane kick a lot of points, as we yeah. know. Joe Danher misses a lot. He's going to take the kickouts. And as we know, Froffies, he's going to play on every time. So if they... If they kick 15, 16 points, he's got so many free possessions. He's so th that's, th that's the area I'm looking at. Stephen May, plus 18 and a half, he's over underlined disposals because he'll take a lot of the kickouts. So let's talk about that matchup between May and Danaher, though. How many is Danaher going to kick, or do you think he's going to have a quiet one? Because Stephen May's obviously going to have to play a good yeah. game after his last few weeks, so right? Joe Danaher could kick three or four. I, I couldn't care less. What I'm saying is, Stephen May is going to get more it's than eight and a half disposals. I'm so you how I, many for a goal kicking market. Well, well I'm, I'm not going to go after Joe Danaher in yeah. this game because I, I'm I'm keen on Stephen May holding him. So look, is that two? Is that three? Uh, I mean, a break even game for Joe Danaher is it two or a three? Probably two, yeah. Um, so the other one is Christian Petrarca. Mm. Yeah, I think he's MCG, due for a big he plays well, He's due he? for a big game. They need him. So they are down the last three weeks. This is just at the MCG. So on the left are the wins, on the right are the losses. Had a big game against Collingwood, not a lot of influence in the other two games. So if Petrarca, as we know him, is the player we think he is and we know he is, he comes back and he has a big game against Brisbane. Yeah.
I like it. Well, let's go to the next game, Western Bulldogs and Hawthorne. Well, these two sides outside the eight at the moment, so they're playing for something. Uh, why don't you go? How do you see this one, big fella? Well, this is a danger game for the Western Bulldogs. Yeah, so you look at Hawthorne them. and they've lost six of their last seven. But when you drill down and you look at who they've played, and they've played really good sides, their one blowout loss has been against Gold Coast. Outside that, it's been Melbourne by 10 points. They've beaten Brisbane. It was a, a, a small loss to Hawthorne. It was a small loss to a couple of other sides. So there's a seven-pointer, a four-pointer, a 13-pointer in there. So it's not as bad as six, six out of the last seven. So I, I just see it being yeah. one of these games that Hawthorne win out of turn. And the Western Bulldogs have to be right on their game to win this. Um, the odds stack clearly in favour of the Western Bulldogs, but I give Hawthorne a huge chance. What about you? Any value you see in this game? Uh, well, Riley West last week. It was it was a small forward show last week as we yeah. knew against GWS, even on the other end, Toby Green. But Riley, it looks like Riley, he was really impactful. He hit the scoreboard a number of times, but he was impactful forward of centre, which is really pleasing. Has he found his spot there, defensive small forward? I think so. It's... You don't see him playing in the midfield, do you? No. Which is probably his preferred position, played there as a junior, but you just can't squeeze into that, especially with the not just the amount and the depth, but the, the class. They've got, a, they've got a really strong midfield. So um, a little bit about finding his feet, and I think he's done that, knowing his role and now playing his role. So he complimented Cody Waitman really well. We hit the scoreboard last week, obviously not playing this week because of his elbow, but Riley West looked for any time goal scorer. So without Cody Waitman, he then becomes the main focus as a small forward. And George, I've got the bit with Mates Kitty back this week after Brendan's butchered it for three times in a row. We've reloaded, so we're having all the money. As we know, we like to get a 20% winner with our bet with Mates. So the Western Bulldogs up against Hawthorne, James Sicily. He is my multi-anchor on anything, but I'm going to take him out right. 20 disposals is at $1.35. He's at it 13 times 35%. in a row. And you watch, James Sicily takes the kickouts as well. And when he doesn't mm-hmm. take the kickouts, Hardwick will. And you watch him go and sit himself in the back pocket. Hardwick just chipped the ball. There you go, James. Off you go. So you go, 20 James. disposals for <laughs> sure, me. That's exactly what he says. James Sicily. All right. Well, there you go. Hopefully, we get another winner. Get two in a row. That's brave, Brownie, for Back you. to you. Second Friday night game, West Coast and Essendon. And this one is shaping up. For West Coast, got a few players back. They're playing at home. They're playing Essendon, who might have a little bit of false confidence. Oh, really getting ahead of themselves. This is shaping up for them to maybe get a win. I don't think they will, but... BJ, this is an opportunity for Essendon to lose the unlosable game. <laughs> you, when you, West Coast are improving, put it that way. And Essendon, yeah. you're talking them down. McGovern out is a big loss. That's though. massive. Yeah, and you're yeah. saying now that Essendon are getting ahead of themselves after only one win. No, on I'm just saying it could against be a false good opposition. confidence. That's fine. But against an average team. I do tend to agree with you. West Coast improving, getting players back, uh, players coming back. Uh, Elliot Yo playing half back, Redden, so playing different roles, but finding match fitness and then finding confidence. So I tend to agree with you a little bit, but I think still West Coast are still a little bit off at actually getting the win. They did play better against Geelong, the great opponent last week, but I still think this is set up for Essendon uh, after last week's game, going in with a lot of confidence, getting the second win in a row. But what I what I want to highlight is a bloke that has a lot of similarities to me. I've been told. Oh, and, and, and for what anger issues? Anger issues. <laughs> looks. Mm. I've probably got more hair than him these days. He used to pick up me. But Mason Redmond, who, who's turned into a really... I knew he was going to be a good player. 
but I didn't think he'd have the ball-winning ability that he, he's, he's developed in his last game. Last six so weeks have been outstanding. His last six weeks have been really outstanding. So, ugly, best on ground last week, but you can see his numbers there only uh, twice. At memory plays halfback, does take the kick in, so keep that in mind, but he's had two quiet ones in his last six weeks. So we look at those 25, 30-plus disposal markets. It's great value at $2.60 into this game. And I also wanted to highlight just quickly just the value in this game, because I found some value. Mm. Oh. Uh, value hunter. Oh, I can be a value hunter, but Jack Redden, Elliot Yo, which I rolled into a later bet, but they're both playing $2.60 and $3.10 for 25 plus. Jack Redden's only averaged 25 possessions throughout the whole year, even when they're going poorly. So when you get better players around them, obviously you, the chance of you playing better are, are higher. And then Elliot Yo coming back in the team as a halfback. So where he cut his teeth back in his day, probably three, four, five years ago, he's back there finding form, finding touch and confidence. So I found a bit of value there. BJ, the value hunter. I like Tim Kelly. His last two mm. games at Perth Stadium, 32 and 38. Loves playing at home. He's a good price to get 25, so expect him to do that again. That's it. Well, plenty of other games coming up. It is the full round, so we're just up to Friday night, Saturday and Sunday games coming up just on the other side of this. And the trend is a friend. Now, Bradley Hill is the one, and Tim English is doing it every week. Stephen Cornelio is still a price, but he is getting big, big numbers. And That's Jay Grisham's had a wonderful season. Now, the value hunters, here's the two plus goals. Richmond have got a better opportunity to ragdoll the Carlton defence. This is Bradley Hill licking his lips, going, I am going to destroy the Bombers this week. His running patterns and how hard he's working is so much better than what it was a couple of years ago. What I like about Todd Marshall is he leads up. He's averaging uh, well above 25 disposals, so I've got him later on, but he's a, a good look. They've obviously had um, uh, Darcy Fogarty kick a few. He can play wet, he can play dry, don't worry about Tom Lynch. I've just got Dion Prestia, Ben Keyes, Adam Trelaw, Zachy Merritt. Jack Sinclair, Carl Amon, all certainties. That almost gets you back in the positive territory if that comes up. Possibly, so all 25 plus. Congratulations. Nice beach. Nice beach. Yeah, thank you. It's a big one. It is Should a big one. Should have been a big green tick. Should have yeah, been the biggest one we've had so far. Well, it is the biggest multi that we've had all ever? season. Not ever, just all season. All and I'm still, on this and, I'm, and I'm still yeah. in the red. That's right. And you're still, <laughs> that is what's very On funny. the way back. Well, Carlton and Fremantle, I very much am looking forward to this one. Carlton, their defensive stock is so low, though, so you can't see them winning this one, can you, Nate? No, look, it's going to be a great game. Yeah, I think it's going so. It's going to be a great game. Carlton's attacking, Flair, and Fremantle have been showing that they can score more heavily in the last few weeks. They obviously dropped those two games five weeks ago, back-to-back, -back, and since then they've been outstanding. So this game, Is Tabitha like most... being out going to make that... Look, I just think they're so depleted in, the, in their back end. That, yep, I mean, if, if Fremantle win the midfield battle, I don't see how Carlton can hold them. With how many players they've had, Jacob Wiedering not out. Uh, Jacob Wiedering not we'll back in, so yeah. th th that sets up for me for Rory Lobb. I mean, he's he's had a I think he's had a breakout year. Rory Lobb, he's been around for a long time, but I just feel like he, he's primed to have a big one. Two plus, three plus, four plus goals. If they can break even in the midfield, Fremantle, I think they win this game. What about Caleb Sarong? 
Well, Brownie was on to him uh, last week, a couple of weeks ago. So his numbers, a lot of the attention around Brayshaw, Brody of recent times. Brody's been a bit quieter, but as we see here, Caleb Strong's disposals, he's been solid all year, let's let's be honest. But Brownie found a bit of value in him in the last couple of weeks. So 25-plus disposals and 30-plus at really good value. So as I may mention, the attention on Brody and Brayshaw is just slipping under the radar and has been for a long time. So I like that. Um, also, your man that you backed up first off a big break was Nate Fife last he played more midfield time than I thought. So 20-plus disposals is a good price to do that. So more time in the midfield. You know when he goes in the midfield, he's going to win clearances. He's just a beast. So you'll spend time in the forward half as well, but I expect him to get 20. I like it when you're playing in these, when there's such close lines. The line's only about four and a half points at the moment. I like betting in that big win, little win market because you're expecting yeah. it to be close as well. So Fremantle 1 to 39 is what I'm going to be jumping on. Geelong and Richmond. Well, Geelong's pushing for that top four side. It should be a really, really good game this time. Will be a good game. So we've heard Geelong talk about the fact that they're in a heavy training phase at the moment, and they played like a side that was in a heavy training phase last week against yeah. the West Coast Eagles. It's big, so it's a big. If they're still day, in that heavy training phase, it gives Richmond an opportunity. It's a 50-50 game. Um, the odds are very similar. If I look at it and I think, okay, are they still in the heavy training phase? Because they said it's going to go for a couple of weeks. It, it it lends itself to Richmond winning this game. If you wanted an edge, and you think about that. Are Geelong heavy in the legs? Are Richmond a bit lighter? Is this your reaction to their record after coming off buys in recent years? I believe so. I, I, think, so, they're, I think they're timing it well. So they've looked at this game against West Coast and thought, maybe we're going to have a heavy phase into that West Coast game. On the back end, we've got Richmond. So if they're still in that heavy phase, I think Richmond win. And not comfortably, but it, it, it lends it to an edge yep. in Richmond's favour. As players, you guys played footy for a very long time. How many of these heavy training phases do you get a season? Is it usually once you start a season, it is very much tapered through, just getting you through week yeah. to week? Have you ever had, we're going to be concentrating on a very heavy training block and really not stressed about the games? Does that happen very often? Um, there's a, been a little bit of that. I, that, I it's think a it's new a bit, thing, isn't it? It's a bit of an overreaction. There's times when you said we're just going to ramp them up a little bit to be you know, planning ahead as, as uh, footy staff do, fitness staff do, and think about the back end of the year. Coming off the bye, there's always, I guess, the, the worry that players, they take a week off, how they'll respond uh, you know, fitting in around training, how they're going. So it's, it's a bit of an overreaction. I, I don't. I don't. It's, it seems a little bit premature for mine. Well, I've done it for memory later in the year, but we've probably been in stronger positions too when we know we're going to play finals and it's like let's yep. get ourselves to this point. And then you throw a buy in there at the end of the year, so you always knew you had that coming. But for mine, I think for memory, it was later in the year. So this is. That's why I asked the question. You might have to change something because they've given the same thing in the last few years. So yep. the great David Whedon said, "You do what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always got." So yep. Geelong have gone forward and they've changed their plan. Hopefully they yes. are cherry ripe come in to September. Great man, David Whedon, great goal kicking <laughs> coach. But there's a couple Liam of players Baker. to speak about. Liam Baker and Dion yeah. Prestia are the two players. So Liam Baker, uh, Liam Baker has played more into the midfield. So the value there is not the 20 plus disposals clearly, but it is a 25. If you're going to go 20 plus, just put that into a same game multi, but $2.45 you can take on its own. And then Prestia, 25 plus goes into a multi. He doesn't often get 30. Uh, he's had it two times uh, on that chart there. So he is a 25 to 30 possession man regularly. So who wins the game? Richmond. Richmond for you. Sydney and St Kilda. Well, St Kilda, they they will be, they would have had a tough week on yeah, the training would block, wouldn't yep. they? And they would have had to come through, tails between their leg, getting their, we're disappointed in you yep. speech. And uh, Brett Ratton talked about it after the game, the build up to the game being Spud's game. Yeah. Uh, and it was a little bit of, I guess, m mental 
fragility for yeah. Wine because because the build up of the game Essendon we knew what Essendon every every game that Essendon play now they're desperate for a win and they had been improving so they should have known what was coming. I've said it before, regardless of who you play, where they are on the ladder, you prepare for the opposition's best. Yeah. So and and for mine, I just don't. And I'm sure that Ratton and the coaches did everything they could. So Saints just just mentally just a little bit fragile for mine, and it's a like. It's an eight-point game. We, we gave you a bit of stick about it earlier, but it's a massive game for St Kilda because you look at the repercussions from this and then the, and their run home, and it doesn't get as it's been talked about during the week, but Sydney away, Carlton, Freo uh, at home, thankfully, Bulldogs, West Coast, a building West Coast, and again at that point going to be desperate, Hawks and then Geelong away down, down in Geelong. So it, it, it's a massive game. You think if they can't, if they can't at least win two to three of these the next probably five... Yeah, then you think about the bigger picture and Brett Ratton because you knew coming into the season he was under the pump, started off really well, now they're on the downward spiral. Mm. Then it, the, the, the pressure builds. They'll grant Thomas, put him in the pressure cooker. They've had one poor game. So $1.39 for Sydney, I can't entertain that. I look at St Kilda at three bucks and think that is value. The line is 15 and a half. I believe that's value. Sydney haven't played their CG well this year. No. They haven't played well there. fortress it once was. Richmond almost got over the top of them, probably should have won that game. They were 33 points up. So if I'm St Kilda, I'm going into the this game with renewed hope. Yeah, they had a poor game last week. Everybody has a poor game. Melbourne's had it. Brisbane have had poor games. Carlton got belted by Gold Coast up on the Gold Coast when they were flying. So everybody has a poor game. Who are we betting into this week? Gresham. Gresham. I think he's their best midfielder. Even when Jack Steele comes back, no, I mean, he's he's now Most double billing. Yep. Double billing with that man, that, I think, and with Jack Steele. As well. So he not only gets it by foot, he also kicks them by foot. So um, the 25 plus disposals is a big price. Two-plus goals is a big price. They're going to back him in both those markets. And I spoke about off the top, Bradley Hill. It's buy-beware. It's a small ground, the SCG. Unless he's getting ball sideways, chip sideways ball, which Jake Lloyd does really well up there at the that, SCG. Yeah, but, that's deep in the back half. But he, he doesn't get those easy balls, chip sideways, Bradley Hill. He is a run and carry, get the handball receive on the back of a pack or when somebody takes a mark. So I don't think he gets as, as many easy possessions as some players. So I just don't think that the SCG, it's enough of a doubt for me not to back Bradley Hill. And I back him mostly at halfback as he plays halfback. And that's why I think you stick with Gresham at 25 plus at most, because I talked about a stat, I'm gonna say six to eight weeks ago around SCG and the average disposals of the SCG is significantly lower than any other ground because of the size of it. So the yeah. point you're highlighting. So just just be cautious when probably backing so, players, particularly Brad Hill and Gresham. So you, do plus. you think that say you'd normally back someone for 25, back them for 20, usually back yeah, them for 30, so. back them for yep. 25? Well, there's less time at the SCG yep. because there's more ball ups, there's more boundary throwing um, and like, it's a slower game. Yep, generally the defenders find a bit more. So the guy, yep. Jake Lloyd, he kicks in, but he gets them deep in defence where you actually got a bit of space we can go sideways because you know 36 other guys or 35 other guys are all in front of you so you can go forward but yeah there's there's less space less possession so just be wary this is why they pay you guys the really big bucks north melbourne and adelaide well there's a lot of pride on the line for adelaide in this game they're playing the worst team in the competition they've not been playing good footy um danger game for adelaide it is. My multi-anchor comes up in this game, though. There's not a lot of interest in the head-to-head. There's not a lot of Benny interest Keys. in this game for me, Been full a stop. Multi-anchor but all year. Benny Keys is the multi-anchor. Yep. You've liked him all year, haven't you? Yeah. He, he, 25 disposals hasn't not hit that all season. He started the season really, really well with his first, I think, four or five games. He was getting over 30 disposals. So for 25 for him, you're, you're getting that's such consistency. Consistency. So he's somebody that you're putting in your multi week in, week out, and you're going to be tying him in with. Well, how good's Laird been going as well for big disposal numbers? Big him. numbers, big numbers for Laird as well. Big numbers for him. I don't know. I don't mind North Melbourne in this when you when you add everything up. Adelaide, 
they were really poor last week yep. when you throw. And it's in got, Tasmania this game as well, which adds another layer. Back to back travels for a young team, but last week they couldn't get the job done. Yes, they were okay for a half, but then Gold Coast go two down. <laughs> Their turnovers in the back half were horrific, which Nick's mm. talked about their bull use. Sorry about our friend over there, Brownie. But that, that, and North Melbourne readdressing things, having a buy. <laughs> You're struggling over there, aren't you? And I just, I just think for the value at, at three, at yeah. over three dollars, North Melbourne, Adelaide, and shouldn't be that short of favourites. Yeah, it's a tough time to be an Adelaide supporter. We've got the Sunday games and the very, very good hundred dollar play. Hopefully, get another eleven dollar multi out of it. Just on the other side of this one. Welcome back to In the Back Pocket and Brownie. Well, you love this sting because who is drinking the bathwater? Oh, me in that one. <laughs> but um, the Giants, like people are talking about they're going well. Mark McVeigh, yeah, they're scoring. Yeah. So they've scored almost 100 points every game since he's taken over. So it's only been four games, but they've beaten North Melbourne and they've beaten the West Coast Eagles. West Coast Eagles kicked 86 points against the Giants. 125, the Dogs, 110, Brisbane. They kept North Melbourne to 53, but they were 50 points up at halftime and the result ended up being a 49-point win. They're not going as well as what you'd think. So I'm not sure why everybody's all of a sudden excited about the Giants. Does that mean they're drinking their own bathwater? I don't know. It's a nice thing. That's why you guys <laughs> want to show. Because but... everyone wants to see high scoring and they're the ones kind of pushing that envelope and new coach. It's... But if you wanted to coach the Giants, is this is this going to get it for you? The blueprint. So is this, is this going to get you the coaching job? Because I, I, I love Spike and I reckon he's a great, uh, a great person of the industry. But allowing big scores against while you're getting big scores, are the Giants hierarchy going to pick him or does he need to now change and we're starting to see why Leon Cameron played a Dow game style because basically they couldn't handle the defensive aspect of the game so that's why he did that all of a sudden it's opened up yes they've scored but they've been scored against does he now need in the last however many games we've got to go to tinker with that and go actually we we need to really tighten up here we know we can score so at times maybe in the game I'm going to open it up. I'm going to say, okay, they might have a cue where the runner comes out and say, we're going to go back and revert to this because they might be three goals behind and they might need to score quickly. But I think he needs to tighten up for the rest of the season to get the coaching job. You know how hard that is as players and teams to do that during the season on the run. So it's easier to focus on offence and change and tinker with things, particularly with a team that's so offensively minded and talented. That's why they all got But they haven't been up until four weeks ago. Yeah. That's right, but so open that up. But I think I think it's just too hard to because it's big. It's big issues. It's not. It's almost like Essendon of five weeks ago. Their team defence, their lack of uh, continuity, uh, everyone being on the same page. It's 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 hard to change. And you want them as well. While there's all these coaching problem problems, I guess no uh, no insurance of who their coach is going to be. You want them to play with freedom, and that's hard to then go but play a very strict defensive mindset of a game. Now, if you were their coach. So you take over the coach. Who are you um, recruiting? What sort sort of player? A lockdown defender? Is that who they're missing? Is that their? They need key piece? defenders. 
They, they need key defenders and they probably need another tall forward as yeah. well. So I think their midfield stacked. I think they can be uh, afforded a, a midfielder to go out in the trade period. I like the move of Harry Himmelberg. I think it's been a winner. I think he's too small to play as a key forward. So last three games, he went to back to half back in round 13, had 37, had another 23 last week. So Harry Himmelberg will get a lot of the football. They want to give it to him. So I'll be backing him again this week. And how much of, I guess, obviously, Weeks prior, we're talking about Melbourne and all their off-field issues, and that ultimately did affect their performance. How much is the past week going to affect Collingwood? Uh, I, I think a little bit, but it was, it was more based They're used around, to it with yeah, them, though, aren't they? pretty much, yeah. And it was more just... <laughs> I think more affecting Jordan Ngoi, hence why he's taking some personal leave. So thankfully, I think whilst it was going on anyway, most of it was whilst everyone was still away, they returned yep. on Monday back to the club. So it kind of the, the main part of it had been dealt with. Um, so And now he's taken leave, so that'll, I guess, relieve the pressure in some sense because the reason to be down at um, Collingwood at the club and the cameras and the media isn't there. He's but not the there. The circus goes on next week. It does. So, I, think so, he should be, I think he should be playing. Yeah? Just yep. to, well, he, he's Take created the circus himself, yes? Yep. So by And obviously then the media, being the media, there's a story. They sniff out a story and they want it to be a story. So I think if you create the story yourself, yep. then you front up and the, end the, 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 I guess the public opinion is his executioner at the moment and he's got to face that. So the best place for him to be is the MCG on Sunday, playing football, showing exactly what he can do because he's mm. played the MCG really well this year and then get it over and done with. And yep. then batten down the hatches next week. And I'd even put him up for an interview after the game. I'd say, look, we want you to speak ask after the, the game. You get asked the questions. These are the things we need to cover off. These are the things you can and can't say. Go for your life. Yep. So, oh, I like that. Because oh, I, I, I always felt as a player, I'm not sure about you, that footy was my escapism. Yep. Particularly if you had something personal going on in your life. To me, to get to the club, to be with the boys... It takes, you, it takes your mind off things. You're thinking about football, you're thinking about what you need to do for the weekend, and then when you're playing, you're just playing football. So the the, the issues in, in, in Jordan Goey's instance is, is kind of forgotten about. Yeah. So I tend to agree with you, but clearly he just doesn't feel like he's in that frame of mind or strong enough frame of mind to, to <coughs> run up the training and then obviously play on the weekend. Yeah, it's a hard, hard one. Port Adelaide and Gold Coast, and well, Port Adelaide are coming into this one as favourites, but... Gold Coast, for me, could be a good value bet. It's a 50-50 game, yeah. and you see $2.90 for Gold Coast Suns. So Port Adelaide are going well. They're going a lot better. And I think the fact that they've got their forward half of the ground sorted out, it was their Achilles heel or their weakness mm. in the first five rounds. They couldn't They couldn't score. Now, Todd Marshall's their number one go-to player now. I think he's been wonderful yeah, this year. He's had player. the breakout year that everybody wanted him to have. So two plus, three plus, four plus goals. There he is. He's kicked five on a couple of occasions at the Adelaide Oval this year. The last two games, he's had three and four against quality opponents as well. So Todd Marshall, again, I'll be backing him this week. What about Carl Amon? Carl Amon. I've, I've always liked Carl Amon. So started... Uh, well, you say slow, but got dropped early in the year. But his last four, then, though, four or five weeks... That was what, I guess... Kind and of wanted. Yeah, a, bit, a response. Yeah. So it's credit to him. So as we see, his last five games here, averaging, I'd say, in the vicinity of 26, 27 disposals. So he, he's been part of the resurgence from Port Adelaide. So getting his hands on the foot, he's a really good user, runs really well. So that's why I think moving forward, at, at, by the looks of it, it doesn't look like he's going to be at Port Adelaide next year. Mm. But uh, I like him for, for 25, minimum 25 plus this week. Well, Ben Ainsworth, we saw him on the Value Hunters earlier in the in the piece. Yep. How do you see him this week? Goal scorer market, yeah. one or two. Take him for any time goal score or two plus. Gold Coast, either at the line or one to 39. For me, there, $100 play, 
BJ, you highlighted it last week, a big $11 multi. So that got you still in the red, but very, very close to getting one out of that. Away from catching you, and uh, Taylor Walker kicked one goal three for me, so wasn't able to get any of mine up. And St Kilda, obviously, having that loss with our bet with mates Kitty and affecting me oh. there as well. But still winning. Still Tom winning. Leach in the Tom Leach in the week got the job done. So yes. Jeremy Cameron let me down this week. We had a great game last week, so that's the swings week. and roundabouts of life. It is. <laughs> Just showcase your the number one guy here. Now let's go to our $100 play, Brownie. Showcase where you're number one. Well, I've got three bets this weekend. So Ooh. the first one up is going to be a small $10 because I think there's some outsiders. St Kilda, <laughs> I think Richmond can win, Fremantle, and I think the Hawks can trouble the Bulldogs. So it's only a 10 Ooh. buck. It gets to 28. You so. know what? You've gone. Old mate over here has got an $11 one. I just need to make sure that I yeah, can get only, a $30 one. Then he's wimped out, so he's got a better odds, but then he's put $10 on it. Yeah, I can think I'm going to Don't worry about that. So <laughs> then I go to the Fremantle game. We've already highlighted Caleb Sarong. Yeah. Brilliant. 25-plus disposals. And then Frio, pick your own line, giving him a nine-and-a-half point mm -hmm. head start. So they can win by anything, yep. but Carlton can't beat them by more than nine-and-a-half points or yep. ten points in the current language. Now, let's go to... Tim Kelly, 25-plus disposals. Mm -hmm. And Frothy's May takes the kickouts. Yeah. They miss the goals, Brisbane. His disposal line tonight is 18 and a half. I think he gets he covers that. I think he covers that as well. $3.84 for that one, BJ. Showcase where you... Yeah, uh, I should have went with another... Uh, I should have went with a 10-leg multi, but I've kept it pretty simple this week. But Collingwood... Port Adelaide and the Bulldogs all head to head. So you highlighted GWS not going that well. Gold Coast, I think, that have been going well and they're due for a, for a lull. And then travelling to Adelaide. And then you mentioned it, Hawks. Hawks best can definitely get against the Bulldogs, but I just think the Bulldogs finding some form at the right end of the year. Uh, $50 on that and $50, which I highlighted in the show, just the value around the West Coast and Essendon game in particular, disposal market. So I've got Elliot Yo playing halfback, coming into the team, finding some confidence, uh, and Jack Redden for 25 plus. How do you think it? What do you reckon of that? I like it. I like you it. You like it? Yeah, what about you? $100 play for me. I've gone $50 Fremantle 1 to 39. I think it will be close. You get a little bit more value that 1 to 39 market if you think it's going to be like that. $25 on a four leg multi Lockie Neal 30 plus, Clayton Oliver 30 plus, Lions 20 plus, and James Harms well, for over Harms. 15. Yeah, he Must was. Must be some value there for 15 he, plus for Spazzles. Yeah. What's that? Must be some value for old Chompers Harms. For... No, there was. He's had 15 disposals, 13 games in a row so I'm going with him and then $25 I've gone West Coast at the line 16 and a half at the moment and Jack Darling for two or more goals he's paying two bucks for two goals I think that they are going to at some case at some time challenge their opposition I think this is the week you reckon I, I, I think that 16 and a half points at home should be able to get that but Jeremy well McGovern out is a massive out uh, well, that's it from us here at In the Back Pocket. If you are having a punt on the footy this weekend, please make sure you do gamble responsibly. You know the score. Stay in control. Gamble responsibly.